Welcome to Law in the Family, a production of the Pennsylvania Bar Association Family Law Section, providing insights for lawyers about the practice of family law in Pennsylvania. The information shared during this podcast is for general information purposes only. Nothing in this podcast should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. This information is not intended to create, and receipt or listening does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and the podcast guests, and don't necessarily represent those of the Pennsylvania Bar Association. Today we're pleased to have with us Helen Casal. Helen Casal is a shareholder with Hangley, Aronchik, Siegel, Pudlin, and Schiller, and recently elected to the chair of the Pennsylvania Bar Association's Family Law Section. Helen is a fellow in the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, is annually identified as a top attorney in Super Lawyers, a recipient of the Philadelphia Business Journal's 40 Under 40 Award, and has been named to the Legal Intelligencer in Pennsylvania Law Weekly's Lawyers on the Fast Track. Helen is a graduate of Lynchburg College and Rutgers Law. Helen, welcome to the program. Thanks, Aaron. Glad, glad to be here. So, Helen, uh, you recently were elevated to chair of the Family Law Section, and over the course of your term, we'd love to hear from you as to what you want to achieve in this role and what your priorities are for the coming year. Well, it's it's a lot. It's 12 months, so I've got a short period of time to do a lot of different things that are in my head. I'm not sure if they're all going to come to fruition, but I can tell you what my top priorities are for the next 12 months. And the first is to focus in on the emotional and physical health of family law attorneys. I have created a health and wellness task force that will hopefully focus on what it's like to be a family lawyer and the balance that we all need to have in our lives when practicing family law. And I know that the PBA has um, a similar committee, the Quality of Life Balance Committee, and it focuses more on lawyers generally. But I really want to focus in on the differences between, you know, practicing civil litigation versus or criminal law versus what it's like to be a family lawyer and the emotional aspect of practicing family law. And then the second priority for me, Aaron, is I have created a task force for a a parent communication video. In the next 12 months, I would like to produce a video that focuses in on how parents need to communicate with each other when it comes to custody issues, when they're talking on the phone with each other, when they're texting each other, during transfers with the children in custody exchanges. And the hope there, Erin, is to have a, a tool for not only family law attorneys to use, but also for clients to have at their disposal and for the courts perhaps to have at their disposal. And then lastly, I think really just focusing in on the membership in general, which is we have a a very large state with many different counties, different population. We have a number of members in our family law section, but I'd, I'd like to be able to gain more in the membership. And by doing that, I want to try to reach out across the Commonwealth and explain to those who practice family law, whether it be a small part of their practice or the only thing that they do, whether they're in a small firm or a solo or a large firm, I want them to see the benefits of what they can gain by becoming a member of the PBA and specifically a member of the family law section. Yeah. And Helen, I mean, you you teed up, you know, three very helpful things that are really relevant to, to family law attorneys. I mean, one of the items, just I'm curious on on the health and wellness standpoint. You know, I, I think we as you know family law attorneys care about, you know, obviously our own individual health. How do you see that just playing into the practice of family law in general? I mean, just, you know, what, I mean, why does that, I mean, why was that number one? 
Yeah, I think that was number one because what I've learned over practicing for the last 25 years is it really is a different kind of practice that can weigh on you in different ways. It would be very easy to take a lot of the emotional turmoil that we learn during the day from our clients and in a courtroom and that conflict that we see on a daily basis. It's really easy to take that home and not forget about it. And then put on top of that, Anthony, that you can't get away from it these days. You have email accessibility for your clients on a consistent and constant basis where they have an expectation for, or the assumption is that they have an expectation for response immediately. So do we ever get away and tear ourselves away from that? And the answer is I think it's more difficult, especially with family lawyers, because we're dealing with people one-on-one. And if you don't find that balance, whether it be emotionally and or physically, I think it's going to make you, I think it's going to make it more difficult for you to be a successful family lawyer. So that's why I really made it a top priority. I mean, one of the other priorities kind of rolled into that. What I didn't mention is the idea of civility and respect between our colleagues, what it means to be a family law attorney and how you, how you communicate with your colleagues and you know, being civil to one another really can make a difference. We all know how difficult it is when we have a, a, an attorney on the other side that is being cantankerous in, in a way, how, how they can become very hostile and what that does to us. I can tell you what it does to me. It makes me do the same. It's like I have this reaction and my, my, you know, my frustration level rises and it's almost like I want to react in the same way. It's almost like I have to pull myself back from reacting that way. And, and is that even, I, I mean, just, I know, you know, as family law attorneys, we have, you know, a duty to, to advocate for our clients and, you know, we're, we're required to follow our clients. You know, we give them advice and then they give us direction, right. As, as their attorneys. But I mean, is that, is that emotional component, which I think is probably important, right, to, to have some, le- you know, have the right level of emotion in cases. But is that overzealous or cantankerous weight, is that even effect? I mean, even effective in helping a case move forward? I mean, what I've experienced is the answer is no, it's just not. And, and I do think as you mature as an attorney, you do find ways to be able to control your client better. When you're a younger attorney, you think you have to do everything that your client asks you to do. And as you gain insight and see that that doesn't necessarily help the situation, you start to feel more confident about telling the client, I understand you feel that way and you feel like you're backed into a corner. So you feel like you have to fight for every single thing and you want me to send a nasty email out to opposing counsel because they just accused you of something. But what you need to realize is that's not going to help you in any way. It's just going to bring you down to their level. And I think as you as you mature, you start to see that that is the right answer and you can convince your client of that because if you don't go back to the health and wellness issue it really starts to weigh on you we've all heard you know all three of us are family law attorneys we have all heard the most important and most valuable part of your practice is your reputation so if you have this reputation of being a bulldog well that's great okay but what does that mean Does that mean people don't want to work with you? Does that mean people don't want to call you? Does that mean when you walk into the courtroom, the judge already knows that this is going to be a difficult case? The last thing in the world I want is the judge looking at his or her docket and saying, oh, I've got Helen Casale coming in today. This is going to be difficult. 
and, and that and, happens. And, and and have you, I mean have you I mean you've you've likely seen it. I mean, Absolutely. And, I mean you you've seen likely judges where in an overzealous advocate, you know whether it be a self-represented party or an attorney, you know go down a certain road, and you, you can see it on the face of of a judge, of of a master, of a mediator, of an arbitrator. You just see their face turn off, and they're Absolutely. no longer listening to arguments. They're just thinking, how do I control this emotion in in this either courtroom, hearing room, conference room, wherever wherever you are. And because I have seen it, I'm able to say to my client, I know that's not effective, especially in, in front of this particular judge who I've been in front of a number of times. I've seen it. I know how she reacts to it, and it's not going to get you anywhere. And, and, you know, the clients hire you. They pay you a lot of money for your advice and for your your direction. So my hope is that they understand the value in my advice. And then I think in turn, what that means is it you become a better lawyer, but you also become a better person. And that's really what it's all about. We have to be well-rounded. We have to be balanced. Or Anthony, we're all going to burn out and we're not going to be able to survive this. You have to be able to have that collegiality. That's why the civility is also a really important aspect of what I want to focus on this year. And to that end, Helen, wouldn't you agree that that something like the PBA and getting involved in some of the section activities is a great way to break down that wall between the adversarial lawyer who's on, on the written page versus connecting it with the actual attorney and the person who you are really collaborating with on a case rather than just being completely uh, adverse to each other. Have you found that being involved in the PBA has helped you get to know other attorneys on a more personal level that has helped maybe smooth over some of those rough edges? Most definitely. I think it's been actually the one most valuable aspect of my practice. It is a whole lot easier, Aaron, to to see the attorney on the other side, now discovering that attorney on the other side, knowing that I've socialized with them at PBA events, that I've had other cases with them and I've been able to have a dialogue and I know who they are as a person. That makes it a whole lot easier to be able to practice and handle that matter. And the PBA has provided that opportunity. The good news about becoming a family lawyer or or practicing family law is that we have a really great network of, of people, the community, I should say, is, is really so small in such a way that we know everybody. And attending these PBA um, family law section receptions, for example, or the conferences is so important. It's so vital. And why? Because I get to know those people on a different level. That way I can kind of approach a case on a different level. I don't get some advantage. It's just that now I can, it's more easily it's easier for me, I should say, to approach a case collaboratively than it is just to come out guns blazing. And getting involved in the PBA has, has been, that's the thing I did first and foremost. My first firm, when I started practicing as a young lawyer, it was Dan Clifford and Cheryl Young that said to me, get involved in the family law section, get involved in the PBA. This is what we want you to do. And I didn't know anything about a bar association. I didn't know what it meant. But right from the get-go, I saw the advantages of it. And and just a different spin on that, and and I think I've heard this, you know, I've heard this from clients before. I've I've you know maybe even heard this from other attorneys. Again, that perception that being collegial, being professional with with the other side, somehow you know gives the perception that you're not fighting for your client. 
But I mean, again, Harold, I'm, I mean, interested even and Aaron, maybe even a story or anything from you. I mean, look, when when there's a very interesting issue, I mean, I mean, Helen, you know, if we were on opposite sides of the case, even though we're very professional and cordial with each other, we'd actually from a professional. I mean, that's professionally satisfying is is going in and advocating some of these minute or complex family law issues that were on the opposite side. And we actually as professionals enjoy that. Right. I mean, trying to succeed on those on those arguments and fighting for our clients. That's that's what we do, what we do, right? Right. Oh, almost definitely. And I've definitely heard from clients, well, how close are you with this attorney on the other side? And, you know, how, well, I'm concerned because you said you've socialized with her, you know her from these conferences. And they, they become concerned. Like you said, Anthony, you're not going to fight for me because maybe the two of you are friends. And the way I always respond to that, first, I'm wary of that kind of client. But second, I, I say to them, you want me to have a relationship with that lawyer because it's going to make it a whole lot easier. It doesn't mean I'm not going to fight for you because like you said, Anthony, if you and I were opposed on a case and we had this really juicy, interesting legal issue, we would fight to, to the death for that. But that's what we were, that's what we were trained to do. And that's the stuff that really satisfies us. What I, what I won't fight about is, you know, going back and forth because my husband called me names and the attorney's letting her do it. And I want you to send a nasty gram back to opposing counsel because then you're fighting for me. That's different. And I know that if I have a relationship with the attorney on the other side, I can call up the attorney and say, look, my client's complaining because of X, Y, and Z. I'm going to be sending you a letter or an email that kind of addresses it. I wanted to give you a heads up. So, you know, but this is, this is what I need to do. So my client feels as though at least the issue is being addressed. And I can do that if I have a relationship with somebody on the other side. And the client wants that. It makes it more, their case becomes more efficient. The, the case becomes less expensive and it just makes sense. And if they're not comfortable with it after me telling them that, then they probably don't want to hire me as a lawyer. And that's okay too. Yeah. I, I don't know the clients fully appreciate the fact that if you don't have a good relationship with the attorney on the other side, or you don't know them, oftentimes those types of cases become letter writing campaigns. And at the end of the month, they get the bill and they see they're being 0.2 and 0.3 to death and they wonder why. And the, the simple answer is because that relationship may not exist or the client may not want that relationship to Correct. exist. I think we always have to be mindful of the fact that we do this every day and oftentimes this is the first time this person's going through this. So they may not fully understand the benefits or the dynamics that exist between lawyers and how that can be beneficial to their case. And uh, and because they are in a they are in that moment very much in a zero sum game situation, and yeah. uh, and they and they just don't necessarily see it that way. And that's part of our job, to, I think, to educate them. But I think from from the point of wanting to emphasize civility and wanting to you know utilize the platform that is the the PBA to try to get people to know each other better, I think the idea of you going on the road is, is great. Um, I, I certainly think you know, we're certainly hoping that the opportunity here today will give people that uh, don't know you an opportunity to get to know you a little bit. And, and in that line, if there's anything you'd like to share with the audience, with the membership of the of the section, you know, things they'd like that you may like for them to know about you, and things that I think uh, that uh, that haven't had a chance to get to know you or, or have a case with you, please please share it with us. Well, I mean, going back to to that issue of you know the kind of the client not knowing and understanding what what the process is like. Go back to you know the the issue of respect, and and one of the 
one of the focuses, Aaron, is respect for your client. And so you have to respect the fact that the client, this is the first time they've ever been through it, most likely. And I have to be confident, I have to be cognizant of that and I have to be sensitive to it. So what I do as, as a lawyer is just even the most simple domestic relations conference. I pick up the phone and I call them the day before or two days before and I walk them through what it's actually gonna look like. Where, what door they go in, what, where they sit when we go in there, how many people are going to be in the room, what's actually going to happen. We're going to exchange documents. There's going to be a computer there where you're going to see your support calculations coming up. And I'm also going to do some calculations so they have at least an idea of what the number is going to be. Why do I do all of that? First, it's the right thing to do for them. They feel a whole lot better and a whole lot less anxious. And secondly, the client then gains trust in me. Because they see every single thing actually happen the way that I explained it to them. And even better, they see my calculations and they're like, oh, you, well, you weren't way off on this. So you, it gives you some credibility. So as an attorney, I, I think that that's so important. I think some lawyers forget about that. They take advantage of the fact that we know what we're doing and we'll just meet you in front of the courtroom. And, you know, and that's, that's really scary for them. So maybe that client can get a better night's rest the day before their domestic relations conference, even though you, the three of us know it's not a big deal. It's the first step in the process and we're not going to agree to it anyway and we're going to move on. But the client doesn't know all of that. So this idea of reaching out to the clients is another reason why I'm doing that video project, but reaching out to our colleagues, those who practice family law across the Commonwealth, my thought is to hopefully do some kind of regional type programs where we can recruit local family lawyers in certain counties and actually put on a program about one issue or, or two issues or talk about civility or whatever it might be and kind of reaching out to those pockets um, outside of, you know, the southeastern part of the state, which is where I am, and explaining to them what I like to call the deliverables of the Pennsylvania Bar Association Family Law Section. What can we deliver to you to, for you to become a better lawyer? And so those regional type programs is one thought that I have. And hopefully we now have this virtual platform that we've all learned to be adept at over the last 18 months and using that virtual platform a little bit more. I think that would be very helpful to reach out to those attorneys that may not know about the family law section, section or don't understand what the benefits can be. Helen, thank you so much for your time today. It's been terrific to hear about what you plan to do during your term as chair. And uh, just want to give you an opportunity to tell, tell the section a little bit about yourself personally, about your practice, about anything that you'd like to share uh, with those that may not know you the way that, that Anthony and I do. First, guys, I just want to say thank you for putting all of this together and, uh, and, and being, being behind this, uh, this whole idea of a podcast. I think it's a, such a great idea and another deliverable that we'll be able to provide to our members. And, and I know the two of you had a major part in, in the idea and just even making it come to fruition. So thank you for that. And thanks for giving me the opportunity. And, and I'll just say this, Aaron, th something about me. Well, you can, you can figure out pretty quickly that I like to bite off more than I can chew because I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of goals over the next 12 months. The good news is leading up to becoming chair of the family law section, you have four years to kind of build up your ideas. The bad news is you can build up a whole lot of ideas in four years. So I'm, I'm hoping that I can at least succeed on some of those. But um, as I've said 
at um, at other events, I'm going to need a lot of help, and I already do. So the member the membership is strong, and having them help me out and volunteer has been amazing, and it's been fantastic for me anyway to 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 become the the chair and to see that collegiality come together. And the other thing about me is I'm I'm wickedly competitive, <laughs> so I want to make sure this is the the best year ever. Um, I've got a lot of competition, um, including my my current uh, partner Cheryl Young, who who put on a great program. My current partner Jerry Shoemaker, who'll be coming up in the next couple of years, and my former partner, who now Judge Judge Dan Clifford, um, put on some really great programs, as along with a lot of other people. So, as in the, as the competitive nature in me, I want to. I want to have the best year ever and hopefully succeed in that, but still teaching people how how to respect everyone and each other. That's the key for me. And it's been so wonderful to get into this position, and I'm really looking forward to it. All right. All right, guys. Enjoy right, the rest of your you. summer. Okay? Talk to you. Okay, bye. Law and the Family is a production of the Pennsylvania Bar Association Family Law Section. To learn more or to join the section, visit the Pennsylvania Bar Association website at pabar.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And to catch up on every episode, join us at anchor.fm slash lawinthefamily. A reminder that nothing in this podcast should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. This information is not intended to create an attorney-client relationship. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and the guests and don't necessarily represent those of the Pennsylvania Bar Association. Thanks for listening and tune in for future podcasts.